Don't you just love it when your favorite book becomes a TV show? Or your favorite TV show becomes a movie? Well, how about when your favorite movie becomes a video game? This week in the Gift of Gaming podcast, we're talking all of those video games that were previously movies. All right, it's me, it's your host, Darren Wade, and today it's just the duo, the fantastic duo of me and Kevin Purcell. Kev P, how are you? Not too bad, Darren. How you doing? Thanks for having me back. No problem. Uh, you're always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. How's your day been? It's been good. It's been very, very chill. Experiencing insane weather today in Dublin, as you know yourself. Um, so I've been making the most of that. Just being out in the seafront, chilling. Going to probably wait for the sun to go in before doing some gaming. But, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's always the challenge, isn't it? When we're trying to get some good <laughs> yeah. weather, you're like, oh, I'm so torn, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just drawing the court and curtains <laughs> yeah. and just like, hey, no, it's fine. Yeah. No, no, no one needs to know about yeah. this. Um, yeah, no, it's been a uh, really nice day today, actually. Mm. And I was uh, raging because I had to be, I couldn't work from home today. I had to, I had to yeah. do the old slog in the classic office, just, just pining out the window, you know, <laughs> my hand up against the glass, just looking at everybody else having their yeah. ice creams and roaming about town, you know. Doing skip rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kids having fun. Even there's never ever, ever kids outside that on the road. Just lots of kids playing hopscotch and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was my life. Uh, have you been playing anything recently, Kim? Yeah. I've, anything um, different or new? Well, not exactly new, new, but I, I have been absolutely hammering um, Switch Golf out of it relatively recently. I am... Um, hooked at the moment i was talking to uh not luke on the podcast uh our other friend luke we both know from work uh he was saying that you guys were at a wedding recently and did yeah. you bring the, the yeah. switch yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you brought it for a bit of golf yeah whatever. i brought yeah. the switch down we were staying in like we had like an on-site thing so we, i knew we had like a living space and the tv so i was like i'm obviously gonna bring the switch <laughs> and uh so a few of my mates like are big into golf so i was like i've got the perfect game everyone come on over yep. and uh yeah we were playing i think we played about like nine to twelve holes on the day it's, two early morning Switch golf is so yeah. much fun i was down myself and craig uh our friend danny and god i can't remember who else was there kev b maybe uh we were um just chilling out uh watching the rugby here and uh afterwards we're like oh we do a bit of do a bit of golf so we did like a warm-up of like mm -hmm. the three holes and then we said i oh, will do a bit of a tournament like a nine hole uh, tournament we got absolutely yeah. into it uh, and craig being the, the the owner of the game the master of the switch the mm -hmm. guy who's very good at switch golf i've always been trying to beat him never mm -hmm. never gotten close and there was two holes left on the seventh hole it was neck and neck like we were three under par each you know oh, lovely and i was like wow this is this is the day <laughs> and then the eighth hole it was one of those mad um you know uh, uh puts or whatever was mm -hmm. really like really hilly yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it was that um it was that thing where you know you see kids at like crazy golf who just keep swinging the the put around the golf hole. Never get that was me. I think I got like a triple or you know oh, triple bogey or whatever. It just brought it's, me right out of the game. It's almost as if like it mirrors golf like so much because like I play some of it online and um, I I could be like doing well like under par or whatever, getting good points. I'm like I'm not going to be cut this round at all. And then once it gets down to the wire and people start getting cut, that's what they do it on online. Don't know if you ever play it, but um. I really start to panic. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I'm next. You know, and they're like shaking. I'm just like, oh man, oh man, come on, get it straight, get it straight. And it's just like <laughs> Pull it big together, red Kev. wobbly line. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like so right I've never played it online. I've only done it locally. You actually, yeah. it's like a knockout thing. You're just, yeah, you're you start off like eight and then um, you do two rounds and the bottom three are cut, then two more rounds. And I think it's two more are cut and then it's the final three. Wow! And uh, yeah, yeah, highest highest score wins. I'd say I'd say the last three is a pretty intense. intense yeah, game. and like the standards so up and down. Like some people you get, and you're just like, "There's no way I'm beating you." And then wow. other days I'll play quite what I think poorly, and I'll win. So I'm just like, oh, "There's no consistency." Right? Playing children. Yeah, like yeah, children that's obviously today. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, the the people playing at twelve in the afternoon were also kids. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? All that free time. Uh, I myself have been uh, finally got my um, hands on Baldur's Gate three. Very Again, good. you know, my Baldur's Gate mm -hmm. 3 Part 2, uh, played on the Stadia. It's a lot different to, not a lot different, but they've streamlined a lot of stuff. It's been great. But I had a had a pretty hilarious um, me getting excited as a gamer to be like, oh, Baldur's Gate 3, I can't wait. So I misread the when it was being released. So when you bought the deluxe edition, you got it 72 mm -hmm. hours early mm -hmm. on um, PlayStation. And whatever way I read dates, I assumed that the release date was... Um, Friday just gone, so I was going to be able to play it on Wednesday or Thursday night, whatever it might have been. So that night, I uh, I came home, I had like dinner prepped and everything, 
I took a bottle of wine, sat down, I was like, this is me. I'm going to sit down, a glass of wine, a bit of food, and crack Love into the bottle of Sky 3. <laughs> and I was texting Craig and stuff. Like, the lads were like, oh, you know, does anyone want to have a game of Smash Brothers? And I was like, ah, no, I'm going to sit in and play Baldur's Gate. And Craig sent me a message back being like, I don't don't think it's out today. And I was like, don't be ridiculous, Craig. I've I've got my bottle of wine here with me. Of course it's out tonight. And then I just looked it up and it wasn't, uh, I was That's too early. Heartbreaking. So, okay. I mean, yeah. I had, it was good. Craig invited me down. He was very curious. He invited yeah, me down fair. and I played some Smash Brothers to help uh, with the yeah. devastation. But I did it to myself again. So I thought, okay, <laughs> it's out on Saturday then. So like midnight Friday, it'll be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so midnight Friday, I was like, yeah, I'll stay up a bit late and I'll crack into Baldur's Gate 3. And I sat down and I was like, okay, you know, 12, 13 minutes until mm-hmm. midnight. This is good. I'll sit down here. It was on my phone, mm-hmm. watching a few videos while I was passing the time until midnight. And uh, I was texting Kev for a little bit and I looked at the clock, you know, the, the, the time to when it was released and it said 17 minutes. And I thought, oh, that's weird. It's like five past 12. That's unusual. Chatting away, chatting away to Kev and stuff like that. And about 10 minutes had passed and I checked the, the clock on my PlayStation 5 again and it still said that it's like 16 minutes to, to be able to download it. I said, that's weird. I was definitely talking to Kev for longer than a minute. And then I just and I just took my t- took a look at myself and at the PlayStation sixteen hours, oh, sixteen hours away. Did, Five p.m. release on a Saturday. Oh, was when sorry, it actually for a second released. I thought you the download time was sixteen hours. Oh away. no, oh, thank God! I was like, no, no, Whoa. I had pre-download. Like, yeah, yeah. I was so ready. I yeah. pre-downloaded. <laughs> I had been re- researching my race in my class. I was like, this is going to be yeah. great. And uh, yeah, so I disappointed myself twice. But at the weekend, I finally got into it and. I'm having a blast. It's so much fun. I showed you showed it yeah, to you the other night. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it last night. Were you able to? Um, so that was your main character we were watching you play as. Yes. And did he recover from his ailment? Um, After we kissed the squid. As yeah, they say. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I died and had to load up my game again. But that was fine. I was just kind of messing about. So yeah, okay. I went back to that squid, uh, that mind flayer fella, and I didn't kiss him this time. Very good. Yeah. It's the problem with peer pressure. Having two people sitting around me going, "Kiss the squid," <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Well, I got to kiss, kiss him now, <laughs> and um, you enjoying it so far, yeah? I love it, man. And I, did you play one and two? No, never played those two at all. Okay. I only got onto Baldur's Gate three because it was one of the reasons I got Stadia. It was when I was big into D and D. I was like working on a homebrew. I was playing with all the guys. Yeah, yeah. We were like absolutely deep in D and D at the time, and I saw Baldur's Gate three came out, and I was reading about it and how it was like essentially D and D, the video game. Yeah. So I was looking at what it was available on. It was on PC. And I was like, oh, I don't have a PC. And then I saw, oh, my God, it's on Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Another reason to buy Google mm-hmm. Stadia. It proved to be very incorrect. <laughs> no one should have bought Google Stadia. Um, but yes, it was, um, got to play it on Stadia. And it was fantastic. And there was lots of things I would have changed. And a lot of them have changed, thankfully, in a better way. There's some things that are still there from the beta. Because when I was playing on Stadia, it was just a beta. So it was quite buggy. And you'd report stuff that you came across and yeah. all that jazz. So, um but no, it's um, it's fantastic. It's been it's been really really good. But I have, and I know I was talking to to Chris about this. I have this this need that I've done so many decisions that like you know, and, and sometimes you make a role uh, to make these decisions, and you do it on like your wisdom mm-hmm. or your charisma or your whatever else, and it doesn't go the way you want. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people. I think it's called. I could be wrong. I think it's called like scum saving or something like that, where you save before every conversation so you right. can just restart it. Now I haven't done that. But I've gotten to the point now where I was playing as a warlock and I'm just like, oh, is this what I really want to do? And about like three, four hours into the game and a couple of decisions haven't gone my way. And now I'm just like, I really want to go back to character creation and just, you know, yeah, start anew. Yeah, yeah. But I worry that that'll be my thing that I'll get another five, six hours and in and say, keep... but what about the barbarian class? Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. so I'm like, no, you need to stick with this and try and get further in it because there's just so much choice because that's the thing as well isn't it? it's such a time sink of a game like not in a negative way because i've only heard positive things so far but like it suggested get a time to completion is 80 to 100 hours oh yeah i was yeah. talking to um our pal daniel who will um hopefully soon be making an appearance in the podcast and he was telling me that himself and um his partner both got Baldur's gate and they were playing it and they are you know 50 60 hours in mm-hmm. and their understanding is that a lot of the stuff or a lot of the game happens in Baldur's Gate apparently you might go there mm-hmm. they're 50, 50 odd hours in and still haven't gotten to Baldur's Gate so right so yeah. big game really big game will, yeah. yeah and I but it's it's a nice one it's a like it's a multiplayer kind of drop in drop out as well which mm-hmm. would be really really good so I think a few of us are going to like pick a couple of characters and drop yeah, in yeah. and I think it's one of those games I could probably see myself playing just hopping on and off over the next year and yeah. a bit and and That's give great. it a good go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I was looking at it now for myself and um, everything I've heard 
sounds fantastic it's just not the i haven't like i haven't ever played D, so i'll just be like jumping into um a whole new world whole new world but i mean it's like it is kind of intuitive as well like it will guide you along i'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah i mean yeah. like it, it does a a fairly br- like a harshly brief tutorial i thought when i played it because in the the beta version of it that i was playing mm-hmm. the tutorial section if you can call it that was about like two, three hours long, maybe. Okay. They've cut about two hours of that out. Oh, really? You're on a ship that's kind of crashing at the very beginning of the game. And I remember go- going out onto like the top of the ship and fighting some people on the top of the ship and trying to get to the command room or whatever you want to call it. None of that existed oh. in this version. You just kind of go, like, that's all just been cut out. That, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you go from, literally the whole section of the ship has just been cut from the game. And like I says, I much, I, I enjoyed it. Like getting down to where you, like when, you know, ship crashes and that, no spoilers, but when you get down to the next section of the game, it's kind of a bit of an open map and there's yeah, loads. Yeah. You just go whatever way you want to and come across the situations, but there's no guidance. There's no guidance for every, there's no guidance for anything. It's like, here's your list of moves. Yeah. Some things will work. Some things won't go and enjoy the Figure game. Yeah. So I went into, I was trying to, to sneak up on, there was like these, rogue fellas in a in a chapel and i was trying to sneak up on them but i didn't realize you have to split your party or make everybody try and hide mm-hmm. so i had my main character just sneaking in real slowly and these other three characters just walking in you know just like sauntering in behind me and of course someone saw them yeah and yeah. got me into a fight and i wasn't prepared for it all game over like oh, why? because i wasn't you know i had like the wrong people and i wasn't really set up correctly and you know you, you get disadvantaged you miss yeah. a few roles or whatever so it's a listen man if you're I think for D&D fans out there, it's going to be a great game. We're going mm-hmm. to do a couple of um, episodes on the podcast on it as we go through like the acts because it's a massive game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couple of us have, have picked it up, but uh, no, having a blast. Love great, Jay. You do that on stage is for sure. Like, Yeah, and it was that long. And especially because, you know, there'll be other things coming out. I'm looking forward to like uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonders yes. out in November. And I think, you know, the great thing about Baldur's Gate is it's a real, I hope when it comes to the multiplayer, I haven't tried it yet, but I hope it's a real jump in and jump out. So if I head off and, spend a couple of weeks playing yeah. Mario Brothers Wonders and just hop back in with the lads yeah. wherever they Straight are. Back. I might be a little bit under-leveled, but yeah. like it'd still be good fun. Catch you know up mean? as yeah. well, like as do side stuff if you have to. But for this episode, actually, you know, before I get into the episode, I'll probably just lay down some um, housekeeping to keep uh, people updated. We are changing the release date of the podcast from a Wednesday to a Thursday. So if you're listening to this, it hasn't come out on Wednesday. You're listening to this on a Thursday. Sorry, we didn't tell you before. Um, this is just to give us time to like record the episodes and put stuff up on the page, um, Patreon. And also, if you haven't signed up for the Patreon, but you enjoy listening to the podcast, check us out at patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming. There's loads of extra content in there that you can sit back and enjoy when you're done with the normal episodes. And that's all the housekeeping I have. Yeah, that's it. I'm just going to lay it out there. And this episode is, we were talking about movies, uh, video games that have been made about movies or in honor of films mm-hmm. or whatever else. And... Uh, I, w- when you and me met up about this originally, we were talking about it. There was a couple of things that came to mind: Star Wars, of course, yeah. Lord of the Rings. But today, when I was like sitting down and looking at it, there was so much stuff, and especially from me being really, really young, mm-hmm. that I was looking at screenshots of. I was playing quick, quick YouTube videos of the yeah. in-game stuff, and I had such a blast of yeah. nostalgia. The exact same thing those. for me. I was watching hours of uh, of gameplay of games that I probably haven't touched in. God, it'd be close to two decades in some yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just crazy to think. Which one would have taken to, to kind of kick us off? What mm-hmm. one would have would have taken your fancy? Or well, were you most surprised at, or most what's the looking for your fond of when you remembered? Yeah, one of the fondest memories uh, for one of these games, and I think also surprising the fact that it was made because like the premise of the game is great, but like. The movie itself is a cult classic in The Warriors. Oh, man. I have it on my list. I have oh, it on my list. Like, what a game. And it's like peak rock star. Yeah. And I like the whole style. But um, like, th- I love when they, when a movie, sorry, when a game, when it's dry from a movie, it's like almost like shot for shot. And they use like the cutscenes almost yeah. from the movie as well. And that's what this one does. Like, it is just a movie pasted into a game. There's obviously bits that are added They've to done, it. They did a whole... Um, uh, prologue to the yeah. game yeah, because yeah. the 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 sad thing about the movie is um the leader of the warriors uh, it's not coaches what was the guy's name oh the my chief. god oh sorry the main the main guy from the warriors now or the, the main guy from the warriors who gets uh, who gets wrecked at the start of the film yeah yeah the curly haired guy and he oh has my god. and he has the he's wearing like the leopard print kind yeah, of he's like got the bandana i can't bandana. think of it now it's gone but from me he you, you lose him in the movie but the great thing about the game is you get a whole prologue of him mm-hmm. pulling almost pulling the warriors together like getting yeah. the band back together or whatever which is such a great 
edition. Yeah, because they added a fair bit of because obviously, like like the movie itself, like the runtime isn't two hours, so like they obviously have to stretch that out for gameplay. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the side quests give you the backstory for each member of the warriors as well, which is obviously something completely new that they brought into it and they did it very very well yeah um but i get the style of the game itself like it's such a like the fan service in it is just fantastic like they had every single group um from the movie that you could fight against like you remember the paint on their face the the baseball theories god almighty they were terrifying there was uh, so many good ones my favorite in and he's a bit of a he's a bit of a wimp but my two favorite guys in the movie Mm -hmm. and even they continued on to the game was snow um, which was a big Afro guy, and mm-hmm. then Cowboy, who was the yeah. guy who wore a cowboy hat. And the great thing about the game was, you know, it's a real, it's a really good. If people haven't seen the Warriors before, you should have a look. It's it was like a kind of a a, a beat 'em up, like a yeah. I would say open world beat 'em up. But you kind of just run around and you just kind yeah. of you know swing arms and stuff yeah. like that. Great co op mode in it as well. But you would you could if you hit someone hard enough, you'd knock their hat off. And Cowboy <laughs> always had always wore his hat. And one of my favorite things was after I after there was a big fight, you know, was you know, because me and my brother played through the entire game as a co-op. You get into a big tussle, you you barely scrape it out, and your guys are all you know cut up and bloodied or whatever. And I'd always go over to pick up my hat and put it on my head at the end. There was a whole like every time that happened, and Cowboy always said something like, "Oh my hat," you know, I always had a little quip yeah, for like yeah. picking up, but all that kind of stuff because. In the movie, Cowboy does the same thing. I think after a fight, he picks up his hat and says, but it's all those little touches. Where yeah, yeah. I think each of the characters or each of the each of the warriors has uh, like a special move that is quite unique to them. And it, it will be derived from the film. Like, um, I can't remember the name of the guy's name, but the guy who's the graffiti artist from, from the group. I'm maybe going to embarrass myself here. Was it Rembrandt? I don't know if it was Rembrandt. I think that might have been it now. The names of these guys are after totally going. Oh, it's a together. long time since I've seen the movie. Yeah. Or played the game. Or played the game. I don't think I played the game since about like release at most, yeah. which like the mid two thousands. But uh, yeah, like like the graffiti lad, like like his finishing move would be like spray you in the eyes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, a bit of paint. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was actually like one of the only parts of the game that I didn't like was like you had to do a lot of tagging. It was a huge like a graffiti tagging to like get like but it's points. I I wonder what dates where what that game was released. Was it like? pre or post San Andreas because there was so many missions that were well, it must have been post San Andreas mm-hmm. maybe graphically but there were so many missions that were so reminiscent uh, from San Andreas you know when San Andreas had the stealth missions that mm-hmm. you had to like yeah. go into people yeah. like your ma- the mansion and sneak yeah. around uh, and there was that and there was the the tagging and you know, the tagging was just you press a button and and, mm-hmm. and CJ in, in Grand Theft Auto you know tagged the, or yeah. graffitied the wall but in this one you have to follow a line like a follow a W to actually yeah. yes it. but yeah, it yeah. had this, such a such a rock star feel about it such a Grand yeah. Theft Auto feel about it you'd be sneaking around gangs houses and like tagging their living room while they're all asleep yeah. or like you know coked out or whatever else yeah. on there that beds or whatever I remember thinking as well when I was playing it that it was giving me um, like it was quite like Manhunter like the the, the way they moved about and yes. the stealth moves as well like, I, obviously it's all from the, the, the Rockstar as well it's all Rockstar yeah, yeah yeah so like obviously it's a very specific feel that they're going for but um, yeah like just as a movie to me like it's such a cult classic like I don't think most people have watched The Warriors or if they have and if they haven't they should um, yeah one of the quotes from it where I forget his name, but the guy who's following the warriors or the guy who sets three bottles, he's got the three bottles yeah. on his fingers and he's clinking them together at the beach because he wants the warriors to come out and fight him. Cause he wants to, to kill him. And he's carrying it. He's like packing a gun the whole time, which is against the rules for, yeah. you know, for gang warfare or whatever. And he's like clinking the bottles, just like warriors yeah. come out to play. And that's so that part of the movie was quite unsettling, but that's become, like a quote mm-hmm. all the time. If I'm, yeah. if someone says something or says something in a similar tone to him, yeah. we'll always quote that that bit from the movie. But apparently, that bit from the movie was um, ad libbed. Oh, he did that himself. Did that himself. Oh, yeah, I remember reading an interview. The car that they were sitting in for that scene to make it seem kind of dusty and dirty had loads of bottles and cans and rubbish mm-hmm. in it. And uh, I think they were waiting for a while to get to get shooting. So he just started messing about yeah, with yeah. the three bottles. But it's that clinking noise that and it's it does this thing in the movie where it cuts from you know, scene to scene when they're down at the pier mm-hmm. and all you can hear is the bottles yeah. clinking together. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually, it's almost, it's almost kind of horror, like horror yeah, film really, kind of vibes. Yeah. Like they do a shot, they do that like shot for shot in, in the game as well. Yeah. And I think, I think the original actor came back to voice it because that was the case for a lot of the, the cast. Yeah, there, there was, the original there was a, a, yeah. a good few. I think a couple of the guys had died by the time yeah, the game yeah, came out actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was uh, that that movie I watched to death. Like, there's the one of my favorite scenes in that in that film. And again, it's replicated in the or in the movie, and it's replicated in the game. Is where 
um i think swan who's like the new leader of the warriors after coaches um bites the dust it's not coaches his name is something else i can't remember um but swan's running down the road and you know that lady on the radio was telling all the other gangs yeah, where the warriors yeah. are and then it's the furies the baseball furies come out and it's all these guys in full um baseball attire with baseball bats just hunting these guys down through the bronx and it's just it's terrible. if you have any listeners out there if you have not seen the warriors the film you should definitely give it a shot yeah, it's an absolute classic game's great too yeah really enjoyed that for sure um i think that was one of uh, one of my favorite co-op experiences from being younger as well because we went through the entire game mm-hmm. as a two-player to to finish it so yeah i think the co- i remember loving the co-ops uh, part as well but i think there was only one aspect of the co-op that just didn't work where like it could never quite figure out should it split the screen do you remember having this problem mm-hmm. at all if you if yeah. your characters went far enough away with the split, split screen but when they started coming back closer it would eventually go back to single screen but it like it wasn't it wasn't smooth it yeah. was like very jarring and in fairness like small complaint you know when you think <laughs> when you think like we were only talking in the news episode last week about how the local multiplayer uh for Baldur's Gate 3 won't work on the Xbox Series S they can't get the split screen oh, working and it's interesting because I've never you don't see too many games where it'll go from split screen to will merge into one singular screen yeah, when I you're can't close think enough. Of anymore. So it was probably like a bit of tech that was quite ahead of its time yeah, for, yeah. for the Warriors game. You didn't yeah. see it too much. I was looking at um like we'll get into the big ones, like mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars, mm-hmm. of course, but I was looking through um other ones and I didn't get too far in this one now, in fairness, but it's just, it's a funny one I wanted to put in. But we we rented, me and my two brothers rented after seeing the Men in Black film. We rented the Men in Black, the video game from Extravision on a Friday night and I had to give it back. Like it was uh, that classic thing where it was only 24 hours or less. Yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. A, you know, a really short rental. And we said, great, we play some Men in Black. And we turned it on. The start of the game is at a helipad at like this kind of uh institution you know like for for science whatever this lab mm-hmm. we couldn't get out of that screen oh, and like we couldn't like it, the game would start and we'd hear your character moving but yeah. we couldn't couldn't see him to oh, know what was going no. on and we were running for ages and like the whole night we were trying for ages god the game must be broken kept like turning off turning back on again yeah, yeah. we gave up and then you know saturday morning i think we we were c- still trying and getting real annoyed we called our dad in and we're like oh i think it's broken whatever else and he's like god the screen's really dark and the screen was really dark so we just turned the brightness up on the tv and you saw your little you know will smith character down the bottom <laughs> left <laughs> and we'd already lost 12 hours of our rental with the game oh, like you know damn. Yeah, so we gave up on that one but i have really fond memories of just the hilarity of of playing that you know movie video game that yeah, probably yeah. wasn't you know in hindsight probably wasn't good i you know i should have checked out the, the what these games reviewed as actually but um men in black could be one one of my um favorite ones that i thought of was an old one as well but it's the toy story 2 oh they were classics the toy story the, ones back in the ps1 days the ps1 isn't it yeah. you played as buzz lightyear in that yeah, one yeah 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 and uh i remember just being absolutely blown away by starting that game and you're in andy's room and it looked like andy's room oh yeah from the movie i had just yeah. seen like you know they you know the previous year or whatever thought it was amazing looking and what was really cool about that was uh like two three years ago um the kingdom hearts 3 came out one of the first places you go to is the toy story world oh perfect and you're playing as a toy sora but mm-hmm. running around andy's room now obviously a much better graphics and you know much more um uh w- way more love put together yeah. uh, you know as an exact replica but it immediately brought me back to playing Buzz Lightyear running around Andy's room in that I, game I was watching some because that was one of the ones I was kind of thinking about as well I, d- I can't remember which one I had but I had one of them on the PS2, PS1 and um, I was like oh does that because you know when, when you, like 10, 15 whatever how many years have passed since you played the game do you must have a favour there 10 years it's way more than that like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was 22 <laughs> way more <laughs> but uh, I went back and I watched some clips of it on YouTube because I was like does it hold up as well like like does the graphics still open I think because like it was a cartoon like re- like obviously like Pixar cartoons yeah. are excellent but uh, it holds up better it than doesn't, it doesn't hold up to, like it, it doesn't look too bad at all yeah. it just I'd imagine it would be very very clunky oh yeah like, for sure even watching um, the character I think they was trying to make Buzz jump onto the you know the famous like uh, Disney Pixar mm-hmm. um, toy ball yeah I think you could jump up on that and, and roll around maybe you know, roll with that around the room yeah. and even watching whoever was playing this YouTube video trying to jump up onto it I was like oh yeah that was probably a very yeah game, I have you know? a lot of memories in that those sort of games like and even actually one of the ones I was kind of uh, thinking about, like you know like the Harry Potter um, games as well nice that's on my list but, yeah should we get into the, it oh yeah well <laughs> I'm sure sorry um, but the the early ones I don't even remember the Philosopher's Stone 
um, the movement in it was only forward, back, left, right. Yeah. Like, like it, there, there was no analog sticks at all. And there was just a series of like quests that you'd have to do that involved jumping on a, on a platform that would like shake and fall if you stood on it for too long and you had to like collect birdie butts every mm-hmm. February or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like putting hours into what on paper should be the most basic and straightforward thing to do. It's only like five jumps and then you're done. Yeah. But the mechanics, precision, of, the precision you needed, the hours I sunk into this. And I don't even think I was like bad at games at that point. Like I was probably young, but I was like, I had the patience to stick with it as well and persevere. And, that's and like, th- that was early in the game as well. And that's the thing with older, those older games as well. Cause when we get to star Wars, there's one game I want to talk about when we get, when we get to star Wars, eventually mm. it was called uh, Jedi power battles, but it had this weird perspective thing where you would jump, you know further away from you as a viewer like so mm-hmm. jumping towards the back of the screen to jump yeah. onto ledges to, to go upwards but the perspective and the the depth of the field was way off so like mm-hmm. you think you're jumping right on this thing and your character just like falls down a hole and dies all game was really suffered from that kind of just the mechanics weren't there i yeah. guess you know yeah. but uh yeah no th- those things were 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 tough but yes speaking of harry potter what made uh your list for a harry potter game that you just have the Philosopher's Stone or well I was thinking of them like the, as the collection because you have to kind of separate them a little bit there's the one that's based on the movies and then there's kind of the ones that are set in the universe so I kind of think that they're ever so slightly different with the games that are specifically based on the movies from the Order of the Phoenix is quite good okay they're not all very good they're... I watched a clip today from the Deathly Hollows part 2 uh, yeah. on game and it was that thing where I was like, okay, some games just did not look mm-hmm. fantastic. And yeah. that one just didn't age well, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, I, I found with them, like, I didn't play every single one of them. No. I I used to, I think when I was younger, I thought they were great. And then as you got older, I was like, these aren't great. <laughs> these aren't <laughs> because, great games. But they're, they're real nostalgia. Like, I love the, there's the, the famous... Um, picture of Hagrid's face that's mm-hmm. like memed a lot of trivia games is that from, is it's from the philosopher's yeah. stone isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so i love that kind of aspect of it because it was like i was fairly crap looking but there's like i really i got such a joy out of going back through these games because mm-hmm. i was like filled with such nostalgia because i was even thinking of these old harry potter games like i thought i could just put myself in the, mm-hmm. the position that i was in and i know looking at it now god it wouldn't be a very that doesn't look like a very good game but i can remember me playing it and just being an absolute awe of the yeah. whole thing, you know? Yeah, like, and I, I think there was, like, aspects to it as well. Like, by the time we got to, I think, the fifth one, which I think was the Order of Phoenix, it was a bit more open-world-y. Like, not that it was open-world, but for sure in the earlier games, you were fairly much on I'm assuming you're probably path. onto, what, PS2 or almost PS3 by Order of the Phoenix, is this? PS2 I had yeah. it on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then I think, I, I got Deathly Hallows Part 1, I think, on the Xbox 360. So I I think that the last of them probably came out by about, like, 20... PS3 era yeah, was probably the last. Yeah. I know I don't remember a Harry Potter game coming out for PS4, with the exception of Legacy. Well, of course, yes, of course, yeah. Retrospectively, how do you how do you feel about that game? I I, I have not picked it up since yeah. I finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But same. that's not. The, I still think it's a wonderfully for a WB to come out and make it an open world game in the Harry Potter realm like that, mm. and they hit they hit so many things so well. I think I said it before when we did our our, our games club on it mm. was that they've laid the foundation so well, and there's so yeah. much good Harry Potter universe stuff in it. Um, but yeah, there was nothing even now. Like it was a game when I was playing it, I was like, I'm gonna platinum the heck out of this mm-hmm. game, and I I <laughs> I deleted that from my because I needed space for Warzone or whatever else. I deleted that like a week or two after I finished it and I've not put it back on my PlayStation. But that's not to say I, I really enjoyed my playing of it. It had yeah. its problems, but I really enjoyed my playing of that game. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like I don't like, like there's no shred of regret for like, like it's a, it was a fun game. It yeah. did exactly what uh, what I wanted from it, which was to give me an open world experience and to yeah. be able to, you know, level up and, you know, choose to, you know, brew the potions, you know, take charge of your room of requirement, do whatever way you want yeah. and play the game how you feel and i was like this is brilliant so like the fan and i think the fan service as well was great you got to do literally every aspect that you could want to do yeah with the exception of quidditch the monsters god damn it you know i kind of forgotten about that but then i remember yeah like some of the some of the points some of the points craig was making on that episode i was like i can't ignore that that is actually so bad (laughs) (laughs) it's that thing of like because i did the and it is funny when you're when you're doing like when we do the games club episodes and we're reviewing games um, like I'm going off topic a little bit here but it is funny like we did Final Fantasy 16 and I'd finished the game that day mm-hmm. I think with Hogwarts Legacy I'd finished the game two or three days prior to doing that episode and it's that like filled with like woo that was such a fun and then like you know I gave Hogwarts Legacy like a 
really solid seven and probably at a six mm-hmm. right no well yeah maybe probably at a six right now but i know it's got massive things for for improvement but like a game like that like to bring it back into our topic like mm-hmm. based off like the harry potter realm and seeing the things that we saw mm-hmm. in the movies in those graphics like walking yeah. around hogwarts in that game was a joy and i spent so much i didn't even bother going out and doing quests for so long because yeah. i was like i'm gonna learn my way around mm-hmm. hogwarts and it was such a joy to see what was so beautifully created in the movies from the books yeah. to be so lovingly recreated then in the video game that was just a joy to just like yeah. immerse yourself in and like without a doubt i suppose like the the movies themselves are the visuals that were used to like to design the you know the castle for example yeah. like it's like like it all it all does stem from that like yeah. so to actually see it come to life is amazing but i had the same problem as you i went mad on the exploration because that's what i was there for and then when i'd go back to the main story I think it, like I was playing the main story for about like a couple hours, like completing missions without actually having to do anything mm-hmm. because I'd already leveled up. You like were so that. powerful. At yeah, that point. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, come on, come on, come on. Let's that go. That was the kind of problem with, with that game in that it had the, the main story narrative. And it's it's like that. It's like my, my problem with Star Wars films, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the new Star Wars stuff that's coming out, uh, you know, every fucking other year now. There's such a massive universe there to pull from. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if people are pulling from the right things mm-hmm. the right inspiration to, to yeah say. i thought the same with, with, with hogwarts legacy i was like there's a, a whole wizarding world with all these you know and and don't get me wrong i'm sure a lot of the stuff would be you know created on the spot for the games because yeah. i'm sure jk Rowling didn't write everything for no. the entire universe all off just lots of fan fiction and stuff out there but there's so much to pull from and they just didn't really pull from the right stuff like the the, the narrative the main storyline and that wasn't gripping at no, all for no, me. it really wasn't. Um, I suppose they've got, as you said, lots of directions to go. If that decides to be the decision, like it must have been a super profitable game, regardless. Yeah, but well, I mean, it beat all like, their uh, expectations, which yeah. is which was nice. Uh, on the same train of, of Harry Potter, um, did you ever play the Quidditch World Cup? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's gold. That is, I absolutely adore that game. Like that's what made me I, so sad that it that it Didn't wasn't in, it. The, in, yeah. the, in 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 Legacy. Um, I, like that, it's one of those gripping parts of. Uh, that universe yeah they're like their their very own sport and Quidditch World Cup did it well I thought like I mean we we rent that was another game that we rented myself um, Kev B and Luke uh, the three of us rented that game and we stayed over in Kev's this is when we were really young and we were mm-hmm. all staying over in Kev's house and we played it and finished it in a, almost in a in a night you know there yeah, was the three yeah. of us stayed up for as long as we could planning, trying to play through it but unfortunately for the game even as a young kid you know, I, I'd be probably very aware of it now in terms of watching what AI does, mm-hmm. like or like the, the the NPC characters or whatever. I cracked the game. We cracked the game. Do you know what I mean? We said, oh, yeah. if you pass the ball over here and go in this direction, you've got a free run to go up this, you know, up oh, the left flank. Yeah. And so we won every, yeah, you we won every, like, yeah, yeah. We won every game. You know what I mean? So it, was, it ended up being coming quite easy. But yeah. I, I love that. And I think as an Irish person, knowing that Ireland was one of the best Quidditch yeah. teams in the world through the Harry Potter lore. Yeah. Playing that game then afterwards, I was like, this is so good. And like, you know, harking back to the movies in, you know, the Order of the, or the Goblet of Fire, we get to see Ireland versus Bulgaria yeah. in the Quidditch World Cup final mm-hmm. and Ireland wins it. So playing the, the game version of that and playing as Ireland was, was great. Yeah, it's like. an absolute buzz. Yeah, it's such a good, like to be fair, like the, the, the con, like I suppose the, the universe itself is, it, it is just made to be turned into games and I'm delighted they've done it. And, I hope they keep doing it. Like I do think um, what you said about legacy, it has such potential to go in any direction that yeah. they want and just explore the wider wizarding universe. Go yeah. off and make a story about aurors or something. Exactly. And I'll that's, that, that's what I mean is like, um, don't get me wrong, the Hogwarts thing. And I love the classroom stuff as well. Like I'm mm-hmm. like the persona five and, and Craig would back me up on this kind of stuff. We're both big into like the fire emblem classroom, persona five classroom where you're like building up your stats. Mm-hmm. And then you head out into the real world. I love like a, give me a, I'm in sixth year and seventh year in Hogwarts and the rest of the game is you going out into the world mm-hmm. with, with a profession. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, as a wizard, I think that'd be where they'd need to go. And like that with the Fantastic Beasts and those kind of films, they've kind of opened up like, you know, what it's what it's like outside of the world of Hogwarts, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're just doing random wizarding stuff in London. Do you know what I mean? So there's a whole other stuff for the film to pull from to make yeah. a game that exists outside of just the Hogwarts school, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Um, other series um, in terms of movies and stuff like that, I was looking at, and one I couldn't uh, not mention because I'm a big fan of uh, sim games and park builder games. I'm going to hit up on Jurassic Park. And oh, Jurassic nice. Park Evolution. Yeah. Building my own Jurassic Park was a brilliant. Was a great shout. And I uh, played Evolution two recently enough, like maybe at the beginning of this year. I played it, and it's got all the. Uh, I had no time for those 
newer films i thought they were yeah, fairly yeah, trashy and not, uh, not amazing but they did have all the, the different kind of things that they had in, in those movies you remember like the the, the sphere bubbles mm, that yeah, the kids are yeah, trying to get yeah. away and you could get like a ride that had those things and you'd see you know your your park people coming into your Jurassic park and going through the enclosures and the little bubble things making sure your t-rex didn't fuck them up and all that kind of stuff and know? was so there a potential for a mess up like could there have been a real life tra- not a real life Jurassic <laughs> park <laughs> i messed up the park and i got a phone call from the president yeah. you know darren we've got a real life situation <laughs> uh, yeah so there was and and it's funny th- these games and i say evolution and really the first one i should have mentioned was Jurassic park genesis which was the first park building Jurassic park simulator to come mm-hmm. out it was on ps2 and i think games back then um have a certain kind of charm to them mm-hmm. as opposed to modern games and uh evolution doesn't really capture that charm but yes in and um, in this one yes you can have situations where dinosaurs break out and everyone panics and you gotta get them into shelter rooms but in um in operation genesis which was a PS2 game and like one of my favorite games ever, but a massive um, pull on your memory card. Like it was yeah, like a yeah. classic, how many, you know, how out of the eight megabytes is probably most of it, you know. Um, but you could have the class looking, you know, the the Ranger cars, the Jeeps that they had yeah. in the original film with the cool uh, coloring. Yeah, yeah. You could um, build an, and uh, research a ride that you'd put it in and it would drive around that enclosure. And you could, you know, you could take control of it if you want to drive around yourself. You could hop in or take pictures and sell the pictures for a bit of money for the for the park. But it was cool that if you ever put it in a in an enclosure with a predator, sometimes the predator would attack and it would let you know. And you could immediately hop into the driver's seat to make your getaway. Oh, class! And then there was we had a big T Rex enclosure, and you know, I was yeah, like I get the notification, be like, oh, we have an emergency. The you know the ranger thing's being attacked, and you hop into the car and you like put it in reverse and you know get the hell out of there and try and park it back in the thing. So there was quite exciting um little bits like that in it but it was it was brilliant and i think it's the perfect game Jurassic park kind of game there was yeah. like there's older ones there was the older one on the snares andrew brought it up on the episode um that he was on a couple of weeks ago it was a really hard one on the on the super nintendo a lot of fun but impossible yeah. i had a pc one at one point but i'm struggling to remember the name of it now together but um it was it was just like a basic just click and point and move and like if you came across debris or something that you could use you could um you know build campsites all this sort of stuff but uh, the, the the best part about this game was is that you could like pick up like a cattle prod, let's say. It was actually, it was based on the second movie. Yeah, it was The Lost World Jurassic Park. It was yeah. based on the second one because I remember playing as Vince Vaughn's character. <laughs> and like, it would be like, you're Vince Vaughn and you're clearly Vince Vaughn. It looks so like him. And you've picked up a cattle prod and it's like, you're against a stegosaurus. And it's like, you've used prod and it's like, oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. like and then it PC uses games. tail whip and you're fucking gone yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah. A good night <laughs> yeah and so that's what i mean like jurassic park was a game it was very clever of them to do that because the whole movie is them they're at jurassic park or whatever but the whole movie is, is them trying to to leave it and get out of it and there was a couple of games that we played there was an old one on the playstation one and i can't remember you were just kind of this random dude and you were just fighting off dinosaurs in the wild mm. kind of thing it was a jurassic park game really really good had a really good um the opening for it was amazing. This this guy was running was like a first person perspective, and he was running and he was panicked, and he kept looking at his little radar thing on his wrist mm. that would show him all these red dots getting closer to his point, and you'd hear raptors in the background. Oh, that's scary. But it was it was really really cool. Yeah, but the yeah. game itself was was meh. But it was such a, a stroke of genius to say, well, why don't we just turn Jurassic Park games into a a sim like a park yeah, building? It makes loads of sense. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, so good. The, like the fan service of it alone. Like if you're a fan, it, it just it crosses borders. That like obviously people are gonna want to yeah. do. Like if you're a Jurassic Park fan, great. If you're a fan of those sort of games, fantastic. Uh, exactly, like same thing. And you yeah. could do these cool things where you get like much like in the movies, you could go to certain. So you you couldn't get every dinosaur. You had to choose wisely which dinosaurs you were going for. So mm-hmm. I, I'd make my guys go and dig for amber or dig for fossils, so I could get maybe the Spinosaurus and the T Rex. Mm-hmm. And then I'd put them in the same enclosure and they'd have a fight for who would who take territory. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as a kid, PS2 era game, I'd, I'd, and I don't do that with games anymore now because I'm always like, I'm always like, where's the next like, you know, level up? Where's the next? I'm always in a rush when I play games now. But as a kid, I just zoomed right into that fight and just watched this, the T-Rex and the Spinosaurus. And I was just thinking like, ah, oh, my park can wait. I'm watching that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, watching yeah, this yeah. fight happen. Yeah, yeah, it's know? way more important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jurassic Park games were, were classic. Yeah. You got anything else on your... I, suppose, I don't know if it's a, is it a big franchise or like what would be as big as some of the other ones we've mentioned but James Bond games nice yeah are just yeah. an absolute gem and I think like a lot of times when you, when you bring that one up I think the classic to go to is Goldeneye but for me there's actually one that's probably 
the best. I of wonder it. if I'm gonna open my thing and yeah. just show you to see what yeah. what is. Is it everything or nothing? No, no, it's mine, 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 mine was the world was not enough. Oh, that's a good. They came out around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So this one's like its own standalone story. It's not based off of the like movies. It's, it's the same universe, obviously, because yeah. um, there's a lot of callbacks in it. But um, yeah, they use it's Pierce Brosnan. It's clear as day Pierce Brosnan. He's the voice actor for it. Um, they pumped money into this into this game. It's a it's basically a sequel to the last one he did, Die Another Day. And like when I was looking this up like online, because I remind myself of it, like it, like some of the reviews on it are so funny because people are like, "This is the send off Pierce Brosnan deserved because the game it's, is epic." He never got the film. Yeah, like, he yeah just got the, the film game. was like so bad, and like the story in this one is genuinely better. But like. You know, Willem Dafoe is the bad guy in it. They've got Heidi Klum as the Bond girl in as, it. As, but the voice actors, yeah, those they, they're are... all the voice actors in it. Maya, that singer, she's also in it. They get the original Jaws, the guy with the, with the metal teeth, yeah. Richard Keel. Uh, he 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 reprises his role as Jaws, which like this is obviously the Pierce Brosnan uh bond game so like yeah. canonically like the timeline makes no, no sense, sense whatever <laughs> but it doesn't matter because they're just giving you what you want to see they're giving you like yeah. it's, it's just purest fan service from start to finish judy dench voices herself in it jesus uh, well, they, imagine but, the budget yeah. for that film. i mean I, they literally put money into it, but like game, the, the the game itself is excellent like i got, had it on ps2 it came out mid 2000s and the style it's a like third person um, uh, like, st like not standard. I'm gonna say because I'm raving about this game, but it kind of gives me like you know Uncharted kind of like vibes, like like uh, the the movement and the okay the the kind of combat style. Now there's no like real climbing elements to it or anything like that, but uh, it kind of like stylistically look, looks that way a little bit. But uh, you just move from like territory to territory, doing the most James Bond esque missions you could do and but like they've they've just gone for it like it like yeah, the, yeah. the the villains are over the top the explosions Hammy are over the top. Heck, you there, know? yeah there's all these moments in it called you know like to get like a perfect score and that level like there there will be a certain amount of like bond moments so like you could take on let's say six guys with a with a gun but above them there's like a canister that can be dropped and it kills them all. So if you do the cool bond thing, it'll go like do new, do new. Oh yeah, or like But there's Yeah, that's exactly it. But there's one moment in the game where to get that, you have to give a woman a back rub. And I was like, the lads, it's a little too it's a little too on the nose that one. He was like, give this like very um what was it like PS2 graphics woman a back rub and all you hear in the background is like That's exactly what happens. It's exactly what happens in the game. But yeah, oh, it's just yeah. such a callback because it's just in that in between that um, Pierce Brosnan kind of sillier gadget movies where there's invisible cars. But they were cars. they were they were fantastic films. Oh, they and served they were, a purpose. Yeah, yeah, like for me, they were you know for, for any listener who's listened to this outside of Ireland, we have a thing on a Saturday on our I suppose our national TV channel mm -hmm. RTE called uh, the Big Big Movie. So every Saturday at like half six for the youngins, they'd put on like there'd be a film on. Mm -hmm. and, always it was like you know you'd get the james bond films with like bits cut out do you know what i mean like because it was still um before 9 p.m so yeah. you get a couple of a james bond film but with a couple of cuts but i remember um what's the ice one uh oh like the pierce brosnan ice the one pierce that's the diner day that's the last one he did that one is it's awful but it's so much fun it's there's a guy in it called diamond face <laughs> <laughs> he's got diamond he's got face. diamonds in his face oh, and then there's the other stop. guy gustav graves wasn't he, he was fake yeah. james bond fake but james he was bond. like a north korean general who went under a load of plastic surgery or something yeah and they it's crazy like it, and it has the whole scene where like they're in uh is he on skis or a jet ski and the other guy's yeah. in a racing car and they're just going across the ice like it's just silly silly fun and he has all those meetings with q and he's like don't yeah. worry don't worry, Bond. I've put not one, not two, but eight mini guns in yeah. your car here. Like There's you'll John be John Cleese is is Q at that yeah. point as well. So yeah. it's really hammy. Yeah. He's in that game as well. Like so that that movie, it, it's just the game just expands on it, but actually does it better in a way because wow. it's a game. Yeah, because yeah. now you're getting to, to experience Bond, yeah. the lunacy. Like you, you you get cars that go invisible. At one point, you're driving a tank through Moscow. Uh, we're Moscow, and I'm pretty sure that also can go invisible. Like they, it's just chaotic from start to finish. But the gameplay is excellent, and the story is super fun. I love that. Yeah, I love that Bond. Yeah, man, because I had it then. I had Goldeneye on mine as well. But I think Goldeneye is the thing that you could talk about till the cows come home. But mm -hmm. I think it, I think the more fun ones uh, were those ones, especially as you said. I think a lot of games came out during the Pierce Brosnan era of Bond, mm -hmm. so yeah. they're just fun. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. Fun. Uh, we're moving along on time here, Kev. So would it be remiss of us not to actually get into two of the biggest, I suppose, video game 
uh, movie franchise is going. Do you want to kick it off with Lord of the Rings or Star Wars first? Ooh, what do you feel? I suppose I suppose there's probably there's probably more there's games in, in the Star Wars st- oh, universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would think. Will we, <laughs> like, we, we get that one? Ooh, no, let's do let's do Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and then see then how much can, yeah. how much Star Wars we that's can fit in. That's how we do it. Um, so for me, there's one I have to an honorable mention of a Lord of the Rings game, and it's not actually. I mean, it's probably against the rules for this episode because it's not actually based on the film. But uh, me and my brother played through the Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. Oh, the or the RPG. Yeah, yeah. I played that. It's yeah. amazing, and like the, the you're, there's a dwarf called Hadhod. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yes. I can't remember what the other characters. I just played as a dwarf called Hadhod. Yeah. But what's what's hilarious is it's like it's like this B team fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yes. You go to yeah. all the places the main guys do, but they're always just a little bit late. They're Fifteen minutes <laughs> after. <laughs> just, just a little bit late, you know. Aragorn and Co have already done mm-hmm. their thing, yeah. and then you're just there to pick up scraps. But yeah. I love how it just takes you through the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, as the fellowship part do you yeah, know yeah but don't and actually like, like they, i don't even think they like tried to mask that because like you when you're building your team i know you were saying you played the elf i think i played as either the ranger or this or the knight from gondor yeah Car- i think i played as the ranger he's just the bop off aragorn oh like, 100%. like the spits of him um and like they're that, as you were saying they're like the moments where you're just ever so slightly too late like one of the best moments i think is when um they're in the mines of moria and they're in the the area or like the crypt, I suppose, underneath after Mary or Pippin knocks the bucket off. And yeah, you yeah, just yeah. hear Gandalf like through the ceiling be like, yeah. oh, you fool of a fool tooth. Of a tooth. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's so silly. Because I, <laughs> I watched, we watched the movies because we do it every year. At Christmas time, we usually watch the movies. And, mm. and we were playing that game kind of maybe after the summer or whatever. And we watched the films. And we couldn't help ourselves. We remember any time it was a certain scene. I was like, like you said, like the bit in the crypt and, yeah. you know, Pippin knocks the, the bucket down. I was like, yeah. Had Hod was, uh, you know, down, floor down, yeah, you know, yeah, apparently yeah. according <laughs> to this game, he was right there, just a the floor below the guys. That one was a lot of fun, but I suppose we need to go into the, into the game ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm assuming we're both ready to talk about Return of the King, right? That's the best. It's uh, it's it has to be the best Lord of the Rings game. Would we? I think so. Yeah. I think I think I mean the two towers and the Fellowship were mm-hmm. great, but the fact that this one was two player, yeah, yeah uh, the co-op aspect yeah. added so much. That was one of the few games like my brother would would love to play. Like he he played games when we were younger, but then he kind of just like felt you grew out of it. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like I could always get, I could always wrangle him in for uh, for a bit, a bit of yeah yeah, yeah 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 that was his bread and butter uh, who did you play as? so I played as Gimli for mm-hmm. the most part and in the moment you so you know you go through the storyline and you only play, you can only play certain characters in certain storylines mm-hmm. so we did a co-op and I think it was um it was always Aragorn and I played as Gimli nice. and the, in the main storyline. And then um, I was always Sam when it was the Frodo and Sam story. And then when it went to the, the cool Pippin Gandalf side thing, yeah. I was always... Pip, Pippin's my favorite Lord of the Rings character ever. So what's really what was really, really funny about that game was... And the, the, the leveling up system, that was so satisfying. It really was. So satisfying. Yeah. Learning the new combos. Um, there was this great... I'll, I'll never forget. Like one of my favorite like gaming memories from, from being a lot younger. There's a mission that has nothing to do with the actual... Well, you never see it in the films. Mm-hmm. You're on your way to, I think, get on the ships to get to fight in the last fight. So you've, you've got the Army of the Dead oh, and you're making your way to the you port to get to the last battle, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Uh, so you go through to cross this gate, this like um, fortress, and it's just in this like, in the middle of nowhere, kind of very brown landscape. And yeah. it's just this thing. And you're outside trying to get in for ages, but there's like, it's, it's unlimited enemies. So there's, yeah, there's I know exactly you where you are. Yeah, there's unlimited yeah. enemies. And in for anyone who remembers playing uh, Return of the King, there was a move that you could do i think if you it was like an or two possibly for a parry that you do without the perfect moment and it would immediately put you into perfect mode mm-hmm. and you would just annihilate everybody and yeah. i remember playing as gimli and gimli had this great move that his parry would be like he's like he did in the movie he'd spin around all around back. his back yeah and then you know trip them up and then bring it down on top of their yeah. chest it was, looked really really cool but i was just doing that constantly and my brother was playing as aragorn doing his perfect thing and we were just too like in the middle of this field, like bright white, blue kind yeah. of characters, just perfecting all of these enemies with no intention of actually getting on with the level. It yeah, was just like, yeah, uh, yeah. how many guys can we can we can kill we here? So yeah. satisfying. It was such a such a good game. And as you were saying, that the level and nothing was great. Like I had to play as Aragorn, and by the end of it, level twenty, like, invincible. Yeah, like, and like it, the 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 imagery of it as well. Like like just little little tweaks, like where 
by the time you'd pass like let's say like level 10 and you're like swordsmanship or whatever like there was just a little flint like a little guide of gold behind your sword yeah, every time you're so good because you just you're just like you're just getting that much better man that game was great and like when did you complete it to the point that it gave you every other character yeah, as well. yeah. so like faramir so came in yeah, faramir well. came yeah. into and i loved it because when it did that you could play as any character in any level so yeah. then i just went through the game playing as pippin in every yeah. in every level that i could because he's in his cool um his cool gondor robes yeah. he's got a little helmet on yeah, and the cloak yeah, yeah. you know it's like you know war pippin or whatever it was it was great i i played that game constantly and it was a game that we kept going back to yeah the replayability of that was playing as the different characters like they they have a different like a skill set like skill set's probably a bit strong but like the way they fight completely but i i went and played i saw i played his gimme the whole time and Mm -hmm. i remember we we picked it up again you know a couple years later and we sort of hop into it and i picked legolas this time for funsies but Mm -hmm. jesus legolas was op as heck i remember really having to try but much like the movies where like Gim is like that still only counts as yeah, one, and Legolas yeah, is getting yeah. all these kills. That's exactly what was happening. You get certain, you upgrade Legolas in a certain way with all his bow moves. Mm-hmm. He is the Legolas from the films. Oh he yeah, is this untouchable. Yeah. 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 And it was so that was quite satisfying in itself. But I was like, this is too easy, you know. It was always fun as well. Like when we were playing his Gimli as well. Like like the the never ending supply of little axes, axes that he had like in his <laughs> pouch. Whatever, like you can hold like thirty at a time yeah, or something. Yeah. They're all the size of a hatchet. Like it's like where are they coming from, lad? But it was great because you got all the um, you got all the cutscenes from the films. There mm-hmm. was the the fight, and I love how they kind of expanded on certain things because the the, the really cool fight, and maybe I'm a bit um, biased because it's a, it's a Pippin level. But when you're on the walls of Minas Tirith, and all mm-hmm. the orcs are yeah. coming onto the wall, and there's this like bar in the top corner that's filling up, and if it he reaches max and stays on max for too long, you get overrun and it's a game yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. So the the I remember really like the first time ever playing that level and the tension because you had to run and try and knock down all these ladders before all these Urukai and orcs and stuff came onto the the walls and it was quite you know I was playing the game and like Jesus this is quite intense and praying you didn't get that game over you know yeah, really yeah. good stuff like you know yeah it's such a such a classic game but I was thinking about that franchise in general and like without going I suppose too far into it because like you could go with them all day. But like, what happened with the Fellowship of the Ring? Like, did you even play that? No, for no. me, did so anyone? I, <laughs> like, yeah, I, so I know, I know it exists, yeah. or, but I don't think, I don't think it exists in. I could be wrong saying this, and if I am, let me know at the Gifted Game Podcast at Gmail But I think the Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers was a, a fairly different game yeah. to the Fellowship. I think they changed tact. Do you know what I mean when they yeah. released the Two Towers? But I never even saw the. Fe- I, I never held the Fellowship of no, the, the Ring Rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was al- always the Two Towers. I mean, th- that game was phenomenally good as well. But the the co op made that game just. I don't even know if you could say like the if the first one was based on the movie even because like I was even looking at like some of the artwork from like the covers and like the the covers from the Two Towers and the Lord and the Return of the King quite clearly take from the movies. But there's no reference to any of the actors from what I could see. Yeah. To, to the to the fellowship they're just, they're just trying something new I suppose there wasn't too much combat in it like I don't know how you're going to get a game out of it like at least in the movie yeah you're only going to get like that end scene in the forest yeah. you know with Baromir yeah. um, and that's how they start the two, two towers, towers exactly yeah, yeah. which is which is such a, an exciting uh, level right to into do. the thickness yeah, right it's awesome you know? yeah. Um, I, I guess we'll probably hop on to Star Wars because we've probably mm-hmm. got tons uh, yeah. if you want to just touch the bottom of that lamp over there oh, Kev, yeah, just to get a bit because we're we're falling into darkness here nice there you go um but uh yeah so star wars i mean what when you think of a star wars video game what's the first one that comes to your head so there's gonna be recency bias in my head a bit here because i did just well not finish it relatively recently but i finished my second playthrough of jedi survivor nice super recently like in the last couple weeks and uh fallen order is the first one survivor's the second yeah and because i actually i never talked to you about this i remember you said you were kind of getting into it ages Mm. ago when Mm. you first got it yeah um Good game, bad game. Second playthrough must be good. Um, yeah, I loved it. I really did love it. Um, I enjoyed the first game. Asked me, I know, I know on a release, it had its, it had its issues, and people said it was very, very buggy. But at the time I played Fallen Order, I think it was released by for like two years at this yeah, point. Yeah, so everything. I, I got a, I got a game with no issues and. Star Wars is my jam. Um, so getting to play is like a whole new story, and getting to like they they expand in the world of Star Wars probably better than any other game has in that universe. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're allowed to delve into you know universes that you know, uh, and you know level up and train up as a Jedi, which was a was a really cool really cool thing to do. But for the second one, the level that they built on it is just fantastic like the the number of mechanics that they added to the game like in the first one you have two uh lightsaber stances mm-hmm. in the second one you've got five and like 
messing with them and figuring them out and figuring out the perks and the the the, the different ones that are powered in different ways and like what, what type of um you know enemies to take on you should you do it from a distance and it's it? very uh, customizable isn't it in terms of oh, your lightsaber yeah. color yeah. and yeah. the blade yeah. itself you and can completely mess around with that and that's what makes some of the um exploring so much fun because um you're you're finding chests these original chests everywhere and they might just have a piece to a lightsaber they can have a, a new outfit because that was a, one thing that um fallen order got a bit of flack for the only customization you could do to the character was wear a different poncho in a different color it was mm. just ponchos yeah um they, or, they, or no poncho they made a joke to that i think when they were announcing the second movie the actor the actor who, came out, he came the, out poncho, the, poncho. the pink poncho the worst poncho <laughs> and um so they, they that's that's been completely you know that's gone away now and this and one you can completely customize in this one it's canon to what's happening in the or what happened in the sequel trilogy right um, like what he's doing is actually happening in the Star Wars universe. They've Disney come in and said it's canon, right? Yeah, it's it is definitely canon. Uh, I haven't noticed too much crossover in the stories, like the characters, unless there's now one of this the Disney series that I haven't seen yet. There might be references. Why? Well, I think they're probably better off but not. I suppose. Yeah. I, can I give a spoiler? It's out long enough to give a spoiler. Uh, yeah, at this point. Okay. so we'll put up spoiler right now. If you haven't played Jedi uh, Survivor, uh, you want to stop listening for the next like thirty to forty seconds. Yeah. So there is a, a series of side quests you can do, which is like you kind of team up with this bounty hunter and she will just be like, you know, so-and-so has been spotted in this quadrant and if you beat him in battle, you collect this disc, you can trade them in to upgrade some of your weapons. And so it's, and it's a great side mission to do because they're all basically like boss fights. So it's, it's, it's real fun. There's like, they've got it probably close to 20 of them. If you do all of these... Um, the last one you'll do is against the bounty hunter you're dealing with. She turns on you. Who flies in to only to get involved is Boba Fett. Nice. So Boba, like, like Boba Fett's one of the characters. There is like, like Darth Vader's and all this sort of stuff, but he was a surprise character in it. Mm -hmm. And I did watch bits of the Boba Fett series, but I didn't finish it through. The version in this game is like, that's how they should do Boba Fett. Oh, it's way more accurate to the lore. It's way more yeah. accurate to the universe than the series i love that they asked i can't remember the actor's name but the guy who did all the clone mm -hmm. troopers i love that they asked him back for boba fett i think that was a nice idea i don't think it worked though from from the from the tvs no. i mean he he should he shouldn't have been that old no he should have been a bit more nimble and this guy i mean god this guy's in his 50s so yeah. like he's not going to be able to pull that out of the hat so no, no. they missed a beat there but yeah no that's that's cool that you've you enjoyed that one. So there are two games so i have fallen order mm-hmm I uh, don't have a survivor, but I have Fallen Order. God, I think it was like available on the, the PlayStation Hits or something like that. Nice. And I still haven't... I did the opening uh, about two months ago. I did the opening and really enjoyed the opening to that game. But I, I still haven't settled into mm -hmm. into it. But I'd love to give that one a shot. Um, so that, that's, your, that's your top Star Wars game. Yeah, but I think there's one other thing about it that kind of kind of irks me but i don't know if it fully irks me irks me because like it, it is something that i'm glad we can do in the game so i'm finding with the more content is being pushed out in star wars that it's potentially like kind of cheapening not cheapening per se but like kind of ruining the mystique around darth vader yeah because in both games you fight him in Fallen Order and, and Survivor. Survivor. You fight him. In the first one, you fight him as Cal Kestis, who is the, the main character. And at this point, he's very young. Like, he's he's, he's early adult age. If, 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 uh, uh, yeah, Cal, Cal is. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not old. And he didn't get to complete his Jedi training. Like, he's on paper a Padawan. And he manages to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Darth Vader and survive. So I was a bit like, oh, I know that's, like, for the service of the game, but I almost would have preferred... nothing for the lore. It does nothing for the lore. And then yeah. in the second um, game, you actually get the chance in this one to play as a different character, but very briefly. It's only for, like, one specific part of the game. Mm -hmm. And you play as who becomes Cal Kestis's master. And uh, she's, like, training him in, and um, Darth Vader comes on into this, like, new kind of Jedi temple, but unofficial Jedi temple. And so you start fighting him as her, and like she's a Jedi Knight, but she's still just a Jedi Knight. This is like Darth Vader. Yeah, you beat the piss out of him. Oh my god! So I was just like, this is you know, and he's doing his very Darth Vader scream like there. And I'm yeah. just like, I like, <laughs> I shouldn't be hearing this so much. This is a regular Jedi really, Knight. They're really toying with it because it's it's you know in Kenobi we saw a lot of like the cool uh, things Darth Vader could do, mm -hmm. and at, at the end of Rogue One, mm -hmm. 
where he boards the ship, that's you get terrifying. to see you get to see the the Darth Vader. Yeah, that, that's what everyone wants. Like the Anakin Skywalker, yeah. who became Darth Vader. That's the one we all want to see. That's who, when I picture like terrifying Darth Vader, yeah. that ro- it goes to that Rogue One scene, and yeah. then you see these other. Like I get it for the I get it's for the game, and I get it so you get to have a chance to fight against the the biggest bad you can in that in that universe, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, but you shouldn't be beating them that easily. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I think I'm gonna go um, in terms of one of my, and I know it's a bad game. I know it doesn't play well anymore, but one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time was uh, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles for the PlayStation 1. And you had a roster of... This obviously came out before... I guess before we saw Mace Windu's lightsaber because oh, you cool. get a choice of five characters. And there's a whole... It's like it's kind of like a... Not, a, not, not an RPG, but very Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. in terms of you develop them, learn new combos with them. You get five characters. You get uh, Obi-Wan with a blue lightsaber, Qui-Gon with a green, Mace Windu with a blue. Okay. So they hadn't really... I guess they didn't Suspect. know they didn't know who Mace Windu really was. It was just no. like, you know, they they'd seen some notes by George Lucas. Then you got to play as Plo Koon, who for any of the diehard Star Wars fans out there, he's one of the guys on the Jedi Council and he gets shot down in a plane. Tall in... forehead, no? No, 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 no. that's Key Adi Mundi. Oh, is his right, name. Very nice. uh, I tell you, listen, I watched yeah. a lot of Star Wars yeah, in my yeah. time. No, Plo Koon is that you know the, the the kind of the yellow guy with the monster face almost? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, Plo yeah. Koon. Yeah. Monster face. Monster face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Broom> face. <laughs> yeah, no, monster face. Um he's in it as well and he had a yellow lightsaber yellow is my favorite color so as a kid i always played as plo koon and mm. i have a massive you know it was cool to see him in the movies and afterwards I have a real affinity with with this random dude who's in very little of the actual um mm-hmm. the actual games or the in, in the films uh but jedi power battles is going through the story of it's called star wars episode one jedi power battles so you're going through the phantom menace as, as the game uh all the levels this is the one i was telling you that has a really big problem with perspective mm-hmm. uh and depth in that it's really challenging to actually you know in when they're trying to get into the throne room in Naboo in the first movie and they're going yeah. up the windows mm-hmm. yeah you know like with the little you know little gun, thing. little gun things yeah. in this game you have to jump on the windowsills and Jedi jump because you've got a cool double jump as a Jedi okay. but it's impossible I, it's set and on a PS1 as a well a PS1 oh. janky as hell yeah. um, and so that like and if you fell and died it was a life gone and if you uh, get a game over it's it's I don't know how far I put you back, but it was a frustrating distance. You couldn't Damn. just save just before you started this. So we did that for ages, but the, the highlight of that game, it was so good because like cool combos you could do, you could block lightsaber attacks and all type of stuff. And But if you're doing a two-player, it was a two-player game all the way through. The last uh, mission was you start off in this kind of um, cool uh, like hallway with a red carpet. And as you start there, and of course, I, I watched my brothers play through it before I ever got a chance to. They were playing as Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, much mm-hmm. like the, the film. And uh, you get to fight Darth Maul. But the whole episode, that that starts off with you you appear there and you run forward a little bit and you get a cutscene of Darth Maul swinging his dual lightsabers mm-hmm. and Duel of the Fates, full oh. blast, comes onto the thing. And the two is you're just wailing on Darth Maul and he's blocking all the moves. And it's so, that was just, I was, as a kid, I was like, wow, this is like the movie yeah. in a video game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the perfect... Um, you know uh, adaptation or, or or transition and it was i mean like a janky game you probably couldn't play it now it's probably really old i looked yeah. at loads of screenshots earlier on today and fell madly in love with it again just thinking about how how good or how, not how good how much enjoyment i got out of that yeah, game yeah. and it's, it's like is it like level based through the through like the first movie yes or, so yeah, there's yeah, like okay. there's probably is there like maybe 10 levels uh the first one is you're on the trade federation ship you know when when qui-gon and obi-wan first arrive on that ship i think i played this on the pc i mean it could have been there I was in fairness there was at that time when episode one came out yeah. they were merchandising the shit out of star wars yeah, so there yeah. was a, there was a couple of video games that existed in or around the phantom menace yeah. you know what i mean uh jedi power battles was was uh my favorite though because there was a, a fifth character who i think was made up uh, yeah, some, there was a female Jedi with a pink uh, lightsaber. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, gender stereotypes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. they're all, they're yeah, all about yeah, that. Yeah, it was the early 2000s. But uh, yeah, so it was that. That was really, really cool. So that would have to be up there for me for Star Wars. And I and I would be. Uh, I can't leave without mentioning Star Wars Racer, which was the oh, pod classic. racing game. Yeah. The, on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Which was even now I think looking at videos is a credit to Nintendo 64 system because that felt like a fast game that yeah. felt like you were doing pod yeah. racing now this is pod racing that's what I said every <laughs> time I played that game <laughs> yeah no, that was a good one uh, there was a couple of pod racing games came out as well I think I had one on the PS1 or PS2 but like just the pod racing thing in general just makes it a perfect game and is there like any talk like that would surely be spot on for VR 
Oh man, I'd love the, the the Star Wars Racer, and it's weird that it's called Racer because I don't know if they had a licensing issue actually being able to call it Pod Racing, or I don't oh, know what happened there, but okay. it's just called Star Wars Racer. Yeah. Um, but if you if they because you know we're in the we're, we're living in the fucking season of remasters and remakes. If yeah. you remade that game, clean modern up. day gra- graphics, yeah, and just made made it feel as fast as it actually is, yeah. it'd be amazing. And the online something. style as well, like yeah, yeah, yeah just match up for people on that, yeah. Um, do yeah. you remember uh, the guy I used to always pick uh, in Racer was? Do you remember in the movie? And uh, they're all at the starting line, and there's the one guy, a uh, small little uh, stubby alien yeah. fella, and he's got the four engines, and yeah. the two engines just blow off. The yeah, front. yeah, he's gone. I always played as him in the actual <laughs> because his stats were actually. I think he had like really bad reliability, or the car would break really easy, but he was super fast. Yeah, but yeah, I always yeah. played as him because he always gave me a giggle when I saw the film. Like the you know, nothing. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, classic. Any more Star Wars before we we, we finish up? This I think episode? there's. I suppose there's one that um, it's a, it's pretty much just based on the third film, like Revenge of the Sith. Did you mm-hmm. ever play that? It's, the 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 beat the beat em up. This it it's it's well it's level based for sure, but you are playing as Obi Wan throughout it. Okay, it's no, not like an open world style. Like it, yeah, no, it's definitely level based, but um, it's it's shot for shot the the, the movie. movie pretty much. I think why it's so good. Or like I remember it being so good is you do the full last fight on Mustafar against Anakin. Yeah. Oh man, the visuals of it are insane. And like I, I went back and I was watching some of it say on YouTube specifically that fight because as I remember in my head, it's like I was in a volcano. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. it, like it was really good graphics. And I was like, okay, prepare to be disappointed. Not that disappointed. Wow. It, it's it's okay for yeah, like yeah, yeah. the time period that it came out. But um, the fighting in it is amazing. That's when, because I definitely had an episode one game and the the fighting mechanics in it were, the combat was not very good. Uh, I don't know. It was just janky as hell. Like, y- you do well for the lightsabers to hit off each other. It was just a little bit difficult. By this one, which could have only been a few years later, they'd ironed that out and the... Uh, progression you could do with like Qui-Gon or sorry not Qui-Gon Obi-Wan it's kind of similar to Lord of the Rings style where like the better you are doing the more people you kill the more you can pair up more combos you move yeah damn man it was awesome and like you could start doing uh, force pushes in the combos as well which I can't really remember being able to do like, too many like lemon. mid combo yeah you'd be doing something then a little, push. little yeah. push like it was just it was just great like again like just pure fan service and yeah, yeah. I, I think when I'm when I'm watching or I'm playing a game that's based off something I know I already like, give me every Easter egg you have. Give me every little thing I want to. I think I'll finish up the episode on one more mention. I won't go into it too much, but uh, I think one of the greatest Star Wars games ever made, uh, Rogue Squadron. Oh, brilliant, yeah. Back on, was it GameCube? I think there was a GameCube one, maybe it was Nintendo 64 was the first one, there was a GameCube one, uh, and you just do all the the dog fights Mm -hmm. that existed throughout the, the... prequel series no another prequel series because you were in like Naboo Starfighters and A-Wings and X-Wings and stuff like that but that one was an amazing game and they have a new one well not new one but they have like the the squadron leaders or rogue leader or whatever mm-hmm. it is now a uh, great game but for me as a young kid on a GameCube controller and for anybody who knows the GameCube controller it's a real clunky um, left and right bumper buttons mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't we didn't own a GameCube at the time it was my brother's friend used to like lend it to us we'd trade like him the PS2 and he'd give us the GameCube for a week and I'd play um, I'd always pick an A-Wing because it was the fastest thing but I felt like a real proper starfighter because the controller was just different and the buttons on the screen were different like mm-hmm. the green A button to like launch your missiles and everything like that really exciting game but also as a dog fighting game like lots of people play those loves playing those um, the the World War game was with the, the, the dog mm-hmm. fight and you know in, in MiGs or in the old yeah. style um, planes from, from World War One. this one is just top tier like in terms yeah. of how, how it feels and I think there's a uh, there's a big fan base out there I think I'd probably be be given out to if I didn't mention Rogue Squadron at least yeah. but that's that's it I mean god that's I didn't I didn't know if we'd have enough for for a good long episode but this is probably one of our longer episodes hey, yeah, man, ju- just you and me like absolutely but listen um Myself and Kev are going to go do a quick post show after this, and I'm just going to ask Kev the question. This is the first time he's hearing this. I'm going to ask the question, the Kev the question, if he could have a video game of any movie currently, new film or old film that doesn't have a video game, mm-hmm. what would he pick? I love it. So have a little think on that, Kev. And uh, to our listeners out there, listen, um, if you like the stuff, you want to get on and, and hear what uh, movie um, Kev wants a game made of, uh, you can check out patreon.com forward slash gift of gaming. And until then, it's been great, Kev. Thanks for sticking around. My and pleasure. to our listeners, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming. Peace out. Peace out.